captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl Old Guy for season four, episode one of New Girl. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher, and I'm here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? That's me. I'm great. I'm so excited to be talking about New Girl. Excited to be back with you two weeks in a row. Who would have thunk it? Where This is the halfway point. Of the television show New Girl. We are after today we are halfway done with the episodes of the show. Wait, really? Yes. Wow. It's gone by so quick in the blink so of quick. an eye. <laughs> um this episode originally aired September sixteenth, twenty fourteen. I don't know the why last I thought wedding. you were gonna say this episode is like sponsored by. <laughs> nope. Uh but we, we did have get some an email business. this week. Hey, I wanna huh? like sponsor the show. But we can talk about that offline. No, we didn't. I said we can talk about it flying after. No, wait, you got an email about New Girl? I got an email. Someone wanted a... Someone about wants New Girl, to... old guy. Yeah, we'll talk about it after, though. How long have you been... No, let's just, in principle, how long have you... How, One day. You been... I just got the email yesterday. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. All right, old business. Uh, Felipe mm-hmm. says, Lamorne Morris dropped an auga on his recent appearance on Nicole Pyre's podcast Ooh. around 15 minutes. Is this an NGOG shout-out? I don't know. Very so. funny. Uh, More first First Lady Laura says, okay, so after your question about this idea in the dance podcast episode, what do you think of how the show and the writers yada yada between the end of season three and start of four? Personally, I don't think it was done badly. I just think they cut out a lot of the harder stuff to write. They basically leapfrogged over how to handle awkward Jess and Nick truly trying to be exes and move on. Thoughts? I mean, I think we saw it a lot in like the last episode. So I I think it would have been rerun like, rehashing the same thing had they started this season with it uh I'm, i'll drop right now i really like this episode one of my favorite episodes so far this series um i think they made a good decision like let's let's flash forward four months and you know yet like yes they're still broken up but we're not we can't spend every episode with the will they or won't they it's insane i agree producer kelly said is this the best season premiere so far i agree mm-hmm. it's a top tier episode of the episodes we've seen I agree with you about the leapfrog. I think it makes complete sense. Like, we sort of saw awkwardness and, you know, on the cruise. Then we saw, and, and like a bit of a backslide when Nick tries to kiss her. Then at the dance, we saw sort of like, I'm going to put our friendship first, where Nick is like helping her out and they're sort of able to connect on a friend level. That's all we really needed to see. I don't need to see the nitty gritty of people trying to be friends after a breakup. Mm-hmm. Now we're here. Nick's made out with somebody, they're laughing about it, and, like, we are moving forward as a team of six friends. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think more gang shenanigans, them against the world in season four. Um, Kiwi, want to give us a digest of this episode? Yes. So uh, this episode is called The Last Wedding. And uh, my guess, which I did pressing pause right before we watched last week, was... I think pretty much dead on. It's the it, I thought it was the last wedding of like their whole friend group, really, just the last wedding of the summer, final wedding of the of this wedding season. How many weddings do you have this wedding season? Three. Want to oh, want to know something funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he listens to this. He doesn't know. Do you know I'm going to Jordan Kalish's brother's wedding? 
Mm, that's I didn't even know he's engaged. Mazel tov. And he doesn't know. Jordan doesn't know I'm going. Oh really? How did? Well, did you keep it a secret? <laughs> well, Are you gonna I jump just, out of the cake. I, I mean, we haven't talked in a while. I wasn't planning to keep it a secret. But how but do you know he doesn't know then? Like maybe he's seen the. the well, he hasn't said room. anything to me. I f- like I, maybe he's waiting for you to say something. No, he's be, he's been saying to me for months that he hopes I end up getting invited to it. Oh, okay. All right. So he probably doesn't know you. That's that's fun. <laughs> what a weird life. All right. Anyway, yeah. um, so Small that world. wedding, uh, I I don't have that much quantity, but I have them spread out. I've got Minnesota, Seattle, I had one in Brooklyn. Oh my God, um, far away. So yeah, so I'm having to do. And flights a lot are of brutal this summer. Those are probably some real. So flights. I hear. I'm flying in Thursday night for the wedding on Saturday in Seattle. So hopefully that's enough clearance. Mm-hmm. I meant I meant price, but I guess you're above even looking at prices. No, no, I, I paid in points. Come on. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but my money's working for me. My. But no, I mean, don't. Uh, just in terms of like. The I tell you much, how schedule. much I how much my plane ticket from Tel Aviv to New York costs. You'd have to bleep it out. That's in August. Point. You'd have to bleep it out if I told you. I'm not gonna bleep it out. So. No, I won't say it then. I mean. I, someone could Google what a flight I from guess. Tel Aviv. I mean, it's not uh, whatever. It's fine. How much is it? I'll give you one guess. Fifteen hundred dollars. No, it was, it was more. Anyway, um, if you two thousand, if you don't tell me right now, I'm gonna walk out of this podcast and you paid more than two thousand dollars for that jacket. I'm not even gonna ask you. I want to know, but I'm not gonna ask. You'll tell me when you feel comfortable. So what was it? Four hundred. Five hundred. Did you pay five hundred for this? Over six. Can't be seven. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you paid seven hundred dollars for this jacket. Did you pay seven hundred dollars for this jacket? Is that what you're saying to me? You are sick. Is that what you paid for this jacket? Over seven hundred. What did you pay for this jacket? I won't say anything. I want to know what you paid for this jacket. Oh my God. A thousand dollars? You paid a thousand dollars for this jacket. All right. I'm walking out of here right now, thinking you paid a thousand dollars for this jacket, unless you tell me different. Um, yeah. Look, it's no one's business how you spend your money. How about that? Oh, I didn't say I paid. I just how much the ticket cost. <laughs> uh. It's no one's business how you spend other people's money. That's right. Um, all right. All right. Also, yeah, you're so going the, for a month. You're not going for like mm, three days. I mean, the ticket's the ticket no matter what. <laughs> I mean, I'm losing my voice. I can't hit the Yosef. Mm. Uh, I asked Yosef for a new banana minute. We have some old ones. Uh, my wife said he declined to give us a banana minute. So... <laughs> Consider him grounded. I don't know how. Like I don't know how I could do that. He's stuck at home he with COVID, declined. watching movies. But I wonder if he blamed the COVID. He's like, sorry, I'm too sick, and continued to watch like his 40th episode of whatever nonsense. Well, lately, here's a spoiler on the banana minute content. Lately, you've been trying to get him away from talking about banana, and he's very frustrated with that. So yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, I think no. I think he's my sons. If they're like in the middle of a movie. You cannot get, you cannot yank them away. My wife once came home from like the hospital and she had been there for a while. And like, I think she thought the kids would like run and give her a hug and see her because they're like pretty attached to her. They were in the middle of a movie. They like refused to look up and like cried when she paused it to say hello to them. Like they can really get addicted to, the, to watching. Like father, like sons. 
<laughs> I guess. I mean, I would cry if you like paused the game or something. Anyway, um, although when I was a kid, I wasn't as. I mean, I guess I watched a lot of TV, but I don't. I wasn't as into it as they were. Um, okay, so uh, so yeah, the gang uh, plans to go to the wedding, and they make a pact that they're all going to bring home uh, a, a date, bring home somebody, all six of them, or five of them. Uh, CC is not in on that pact. We see CC at the wedding. Everyone, at, like the gang, just gets invited willy nilly to every wedding. Like we don't know who's friends with who, how yeah. they know them. It's like uh, you ever heard of a plus one? This is a plus five. Like someone knows Winston, oh, everyone's invited. Someone knows Jess, everyone you know is invited. Like your best, your best friend in the world wouldn't get f- to bring five friends, but somehow they they're a, a table at a wedding. This this crew of six. Imps. Yeah, I mean, I like this episode so much that I had that thought and was like, I don't even care. You know, like, the whole premise is the gang has so many weddings and this is the last one. And, like, later they, like, find another one and they're just like, ugh, we're over it. There's, I don't think there's, like, anybody that would invite all six of them to the same wedding at this point that we've seen on the show. That's not included in the I mean, you could argue, like, if... Coach got married. You could argue like Cece wouldn't get invited, right? Right. You know, right. like people in the group wouldn't invite the other people. So it's completely right. insane. Uh, but I'm fine with it because I really like this episode, as we already said. Yeah, yeah, no complaints. We're just nitpicking. Um, we get a winter is coming reference, which is like Schmidt's like it's our last chance, end of summer. Um, no one meets anyone in fall or winter. What are you going to gamble on the unknown contents of a bulky sweater? Brutal. Winter is coming. Matt Stewart says, what point in Game of Thrones is this when the winter is coming? Yeah, I wondered it, but also not enough to... Got it. Not enough. I I assumed you'd be the expert on that one. That's fine. Um, Let's dispose of some of the more minor storylines. Coach's storyline is basically just like, he's already hooked up with everybody on the wedding circuit. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that there is a wedding circuit. There There kind of is. I mean, I guess in, like, larger friend groups and, like, it's people who are the same. I mean, is this your main wedding year? You know, it's funny. Like, all of my college friends, there are three guys in this one group of my college friends, and they got all got engaged the same year and would have all been married in 20... Well, one of them, their wedding was March, supposed to be March 23rd, 2020. That mm-hmm. obviously did not happen. Uh, they got married, like, in their apartment, but in terms of, like, the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then one of them, then they, two of them got married as soon as COVID first, like, the first wave resolved and people could travel again. One in Sedona and one in Chicago, like, back to back. And then this year, two people in the same group were one in Brooklyn, one in Seattle. So I, it is like we were saying goodbye and being like, see you in a month at the next wedding. Allie from the editing room, a few things are soul-crushing as hearing yourself say, you know, it's funny, and then go on to tell a totally unfunny story. Back to the show. So you're on the circuit. A little bit of a circuit. Yeah. I mean, I at the peak with of, like, the, our weddings, circuit, but... we were going to, like, multiple in a week. It was insane. In, like, 2005, 2006, so. Well, that's wild. But that's because, like, everybody gets married at a more similar age in your world, so... Yep. It would yeah, all be, yeah. like, it's not as spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Winston's story is really not one. Like, he's sore from the police academy. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> everyone's stories sort of just converge at the, at the wedding. Well, I think there's two main storylines. There's everyone supporting Jess, who becomes really the last 
the last hope for the Sex Fist. Yes. And then there's Cece and Schmidt and Nick. So, um, Cece breaks up with Buster. And producer Kelly says, what do you think happened with Buster? It was so lame and uh, that absolutely nothing happened. They didn't even bother giving an explanation about the breakup. Yeah, maybe they like tried to bring him back this season and couldn't and couldn't think of a way to do it. So they're like, yeah, I don't know why they did that, but they maybe it wasn't working out with Buster. I'm sorry, there was no world their relationship was going to last five months. No, I like, agree. It was shocking they were even together. I have no problem with them disposing of him. I think they make a comment. Was he supposed to be Australian? Because they make a comment that yeah. they thought she was in Australia. Yes. So maybe she, you know, she went back with him and mm-hmm. it didn't work out, which is insane. Um, I didn't want any more time spent on Buster. I think the amount of time they spent on Buster was crazy. I'm with you. Um, but, so, like, that's obviously going to put Schmidt into a tizzy. So, uh, Nick is trying to distract Schmidt, and two bridesmaids, uh, propose a four-way with Nick and Schmidt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schmidt's uh, into it. Nick is absolutely not into it. It's so funny that Nick is wearing tap shoes. They are so well deployed. Yeah. Like the whole episode. That was when I was laughing the hardest. Like yeah, bridesmaids say they want to have a four way. Tap, 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 tap. Nick is just <laughs> running off. It is funny because it's like not totally in Nick's character to run away. But I guess like he has anxiety about stuff. But I don't know. In terms of wanting to have sex with Schmidt? No, that's not what I mean. I just mean like that he like immediately runs away instead of like. Well, he's got the moonwalking away when it's a tough conversation. Mm, Um, We see him doing the like zoom a zoom on a zoom goes out when he's like dancing naked to get his like energy up. He doesn't want to change in front of Jess. I feel like this is consistent. A couple wedding questions since you're big on the wedding circuit this year. Is it true that the best man is a big wedding celebrity? You know. Yes and no. I don't think he's like a big fish in terms of like mm-hmm. wanting to hook Someone's up at a wedding. Like take him down. But I do think that's more of a that's like a very big like honestly probably more like TV movie trope than yeah, it is that's in what real I'm life. Thinking. Yeah, like maybe the I would say even like the maid of honor is probably a like a bigger deal than the best man. And then, uh, and then in terms of like best man maid of honor speeches, what percentage of them like? Do you ever hear one like, oh, they knocked out of the park, or are they mostly terrible? Oh, I would say they're mostly good. Middle really? to good. I've only heard one? really one bad speech. I made a speech at my brother's wedding, and it was deliberately extremely short. It was like three paragraphs less. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing people care about. Yeah, they don't want to hear your long speech. Inside jokes. That's my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. And you can't make fun of the bride. Maybe you're the bride's sister. You can make fun of the bride, but that's about it. Gotta say, a roast never really lands. It's high risk. Yeah, there's a lot of old people there, also. But that's my that's my recipe. One one beat on your personal relationship, two beats on the, your view of their relationship, one beat on your relationship with the new person, and an exit. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You speech? You. you make a lot of speeches? Uh, you know who I've, makes a lot of speeches? Noam, I hear. Yes, Noam has made a bunch of speeches at weddings. 
Luckily, like we did it when like his mic was like only half turned on, so like only the family heard at, at Mary's brother's wedding. But yeah, he brings a speech with him wherever he goes. Love speaking. Uh, famously, at Yosef's bris, got up. He was like three years old, and gave a speech that said uh, Peppa, Pi- Peppa Pig says oink 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 oink, and he just kept saying oink until we had to pull him off the chair. Um, but yeah, he loved he loved speaking. Um, ironically. You know, Orthodox Jews love speeches. Everywhere you go, there are speeches. There are seven days of parties after a wedding. There will sometimes be a bunch of speeches at all of them. Orthodox weddings often do not have a speech. And if they do, it's under, like, the altar. There's one from the rabbi or somebody. So there's actually very little speaking. So, like, the best man would not speak at the wedding. They might speak at the weekend beforehand. My mom is still mad that uh, at a, a speech my, my friend gave uh, at, that, at that, like, the night before the wedding. Tell us more. Well, he just talked. He, it, it was my friend, the boot. He told a story about how his parents, like, got stuck somewhere and they had to stay at, like, a, a motel and some creepy guy was hitting on his mom. I don't know. Who was there. getting married? Well, I was getting married. And he spoke. Like, I put Why him Why did he speak. tell the story about his mom? Well, Were you there? Want, no, he just was telling a funny story. I don't remember <laughs> what the connection was. I'm sure he tied it into that week's Torah portion or something. Anyway. Um, yeah, so those are speeches. Um, I, I, another line I liked from the wedding, uh, do I, when Schmidt said, do I look good Jewish or bad Jewish today? And the Nick best was like, I that, cannot yeah. answer that. that. No, Nick was like, this feels like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Nick does agree that he will dangle his hand into the mix while he scrolls something else on his phone. And then Schmidt gets disgusted by Nick's hoof hands. Uh, was that supposed to be like Schmidt chickening out? Schmidt being less interested now that he knows that CeCe is... Around. I, I guess he doesn't know that CeCe's so. single when he bails on it. Or is he really disgusted by Nick's hand? No, I think he's bailing because of CeCe. I don't think he knows yet. Because then that's when Nick's like, I only oh, yeah. did it because. Yeah, I guess. Um, I have a CC question for you. I wrote sure. this down. The question is, does Allie know CeCe's last name? Who? Yeah, CeCe Parikh, I think. Yeah. You know how to spell it? No, but I don't know how to spell your last name. You don't know how to spell my What kind of friend are you? I'm not your friend. Yes, you are. Two episodes in a row. We're friends. Try and spell my last name right now. W. Yep. I. Yes. E. Yes. N. Mm-hmm. E. Mm-hmm. R. Yeah. <laughs> are you looking at it? No, I'm just laughing because I spelled Wiener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's K- part of my name. <laughs> K. Yeah. You are. You got it. I wasn't sure if there were two R's at the end, and I wasn't sure two if there was R's any... Two R's at the end, like Wiener... And there wasn't any... If there were was any connecting vowels between Wiener and Kerr, if it was like Wiener... It, no, it's like Wiener, like Anthony Wiener and Steve Kerr, I guess. I've never thought about that before. I don't know but. who Steve Kerr is. Uh, he's the coach of the Golden State Warriors. They win a lot oh, of championships. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, also yeah, on the course. polls with Michael Jordan. Okay, me too. So, um, mm-hmm. you were in the, okay. You can't gatekeep Cece for me. I knew her last name. No, I wasn't gatekeeping. <laughs> it just never comes up. I was, I was, wouldn't have been disappointed if you didn't know it. Um, all right. So that's really it. 
um, with it? them. And then crazy no, no. Joe Biden reference also. What do you think? Well, about no, let's that? get to it. No, no, we got to talk about the whole concept with Jess. So, okay. um, Kat, played by Jessica Biel, mm. we have to have a new adjustment. Is is in a, a new conversation about fame? Is in the mix competing with Jess for the best man, played by Reed Scott from Veep. It's funny, according to IMDb, Zooey has said that the episode was the hardest to shoot due to Jessica Biel's constant pranks on set. I, 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 would, I would guess that's like a Hollywood thing. She did one prank, and that was just, like, taken and taken as, you know, like, uh, a little too seriously. By Jessica Biel is playing... How many pranks do you think she did? <laughs> I have no idea. One prank, max. <laughs> when she is Can, can a... I say something about Jessica Biel? Sure. So Seventh Heaven, which at this point, because the father ended up being a monster, I think is, you know, not going to be on streaming ever. You know, that sort of thing. It's, it's sort of out of the, the uh, cultural ouvre or whatever. <laughs> She's really not been in anything. Like, like, her fame is basically just for Seventh Heaven. Like, what is her second most famous project? Like, being married thing, to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, really, like, her... I mean, you know, and I'm sure a lot of it is her choice. Like, she has chosen not to act. She has plenty of money and, like, whatever. But, I mean, she really, like, the, the number one thing she's been in over the last five years, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that show, but at least she was in a bunch of episodes. It was for Facebook Watch. It was like a, it was a Facebook show. It's like her main, you know. Well, I she was in those was Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve movies. Yeah, that's a million years ago. And she's yeah. like, and there's like 40 people in all those movies, you know. It is a very interesting point, but I would say she's still an A-list actress, and part of it is, I think, she's an A-list celebrity. I don't think she's. An that's A-list what I mean. Actress. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. But even if she was cast, so you think if she's could, do you think she can carry a a, a blockbuster? No. Or no. She would never get. I mean, like she could be in a blockbuster if she wanted to, but she can't. Like she'd have to, you know, give it a give it a try first, and like work her way back up. I think. Again, it's weird because her level of fame. It yeah, doesn't it's really match. I mean, you could say Lindsay Lohan's like that, but Jessica Biel has like a reputation, you know, doesn't have the reputation of like, you know, being, uh, you know, hard to ensure, let's say. It's so funny. I almost wish you had asked me, but I would have looked stupid, like, when the last time she was in a movie was. Yeah. Because the fact that she hasn't been in a movie since 2017 is like yeah. surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, she did uh, uh, a Bojack uh, horse pod. Okay, four episodes? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Yeah. Uh, she was in something called Candy on Hulu that just came out. Yeah, but I would say that People she's, like, like, a working actress. So it really is just... I feel like she's still relevant because she's in a part of, like, a major celebrity couple. Do they have a bunch of kids? They're also very private, I think, right? They have a couple kids. I think they have one or two. I think they're private, so, like... She goes by Jessica Timberlake. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah, they have two kids. Okay, so um, it's really annoying to me that Justin, people, yeah, people named Justin and Jessica named their kids Silas and Phineas. Like, come on. I don't like when somebody without a difficult name gives their kid a difficult name. I agree. I forgot that she had like the anti-vax thing pre-COVID. She went and lobbied as an anti-vaxxer. All right. I'm not interested in this anymore. So mm-hmm. she plays a hairless, sports-loving, porn-studying, <laughs> illness-curing dream woman. 
going up yeah. against Jess. And Cece's advice is do some sexy dancing. Coach's advice is be a gorgeous black man with the body of an action figure. Winston's advice is to just be there. A little overlap and some Seinfeld advice. Um, and they call that Bidening. Matt Stewart said, did the Biden reference become even more poignant now? It is very funny because I think what they're saying is just like Biden's always in the right place at the right time. He just stays around and keeps getting gigs. So how funny that he ends up being yeah. the freaking president. I mean, it's amazing. It's, One of the great it is apt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I, a lot of people will remember his presidency as like he was just around, you know? I use this all the time. Missy and I talk about Bidening. I think it's a great strategy, particularly for something like this. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example you can repeat of some one time you Bidened? Uh, I mean, no, it's, it's more just like funny, like toss it around, like mm -hmm. just be there. Um, but the extreme Biden is the part that makes me laugh the hardest, where they're following him to the bathroom. Jess pulls extreme Biden and follows him in, and then she traps her in there. Like Jessica Biel that traps whole her in. scene hilarious. was so funny to me. Very funny, very funny. And then she's like sitting in the men's bathroom, low point. Can well, I, the way that she says yeah. it to Ted is like, oh, this is where it happens. Don't wait for me. I'll see you out on the dance floor. And does like the little YMCA. And then she goes, mm -hmm. and at the 12th wedding, I sat on a men's toilet. <laughs> yeah. Can I? 12 weddings is a lot. But again, I guess they're all invited to each other's, you know. Yeah, sure. Weddings. If you had to go to all S your friends' five. weddings. Yeah. So, um, uh, can I level with you for a second? Please. So I th it's, it's Sunday night. I threw my back on Saturday. Oh. I, like, slept on the couch. I got up. I don't know what happened. It was, like, pulled muscle. I was like, ah, just shoot me. Put me out of put me out of my misery. Anyway, I'm feeling a little better, but I'm right now lying down podcasting with my eyes closed. Um, oh, no. Was that bad? I mean, I'm focused. No, I feel bad. I'm just, I feel no, bad. No, no, no. I'm, I feel fine. I just, uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable right now. It's late at night. I am lying down with my eyes closed. Um, anyway, um, so... When I was, can I tell you something that happened? So I was, um, I, I, I pulled the muscle my back on Friday night. So on Friday night, I sat down to a meal by myself. The first time, I guess, in a while. And I, I, uh, my wife, because she's a superstar, she like froze meals for me. And I just have to like take out the meal. She even like told me how to like set the timer on the hot plate because we don't do it. Shabbat, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so I have the soup. And then I go to have, like, chicken and rice and cabbage and all these things, and I passed out, okay? At about at about 9 o'clock. 2 in the morning, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, shoot, and I run, and I put the food, which I had not eaten, in the fridge. What is the amount of time that you would leave the food out before you throw it out? Five hours is fine? Do you want my real answer to this? Yeah, give me a real answer. Or do you want my podcast-approved answer? No, no, give me a real answer. I think, like, the health and society, whatever group would say, two hours. Two hours. I honestly, you could probably leave it for Meals 24, and I would say hours. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, five hours I think is fine. I mean, I ate oh the my next God. day. I didn't get sick. You, literally, I would leave it out and, uh, the whole day. I don't think it. I we think have done that. We I think like, refrigeration is, is overrated. We have done that. The That's a great take, honestly. We have done that the, like. Everyone passes out, and then the morning we realize, like, oh, we forgot to put something away, but it's, you know, and then we sort of toss it or something if it was, like, 10 hours. We're a bunch of bumps in my house. Sometimes we'll all just pass out. 
Um, <laughs> and so the next morning, uh, I got I was invited out for lunch. So I show up, and there is a couple. I went to my friend's house, but there's like a couple who only speaks Hebrew, and my Hebrew stinks. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna talk to the English people and like try not to be rude, whatever. And then towards the end of the meal, I'm like, you know what? This kid looks like my son's age. So I'm going to like bust out some Hebrew and be like, hey, do you know, like, are you in Noam's school? Like, maybe you're in like fourth or fifth grade. He's in third. Do you know him? So I start asking him and he's like, are you in a school? I'm like, yes. Are you in the same school? Yes. Uh, are you are you in fourth grade? He's like, no, I'm in third grade. I'm like, oh, my son's in the third grade. And the kid's like, yeah, he's my best friend. <laughs> I didn't recognize my son's best friend. It was a little embarrassing. <laughs> So is this like, the face blindness story that Brian was tweeting you about? No, I didn't tell that. I would, I'm, not, I'm not repeating stories on podcasts. Are you kidding me? But my wife, I, my, I told my wife, first of all, like, and they knew it. They sort of like saw this train wreck happening because they knew when I was coming, like, like, oh, yeah, Kiva, like the people are coming. It's like we're good friends with your son. He just slept over his house the other night. I did not. He hasn't been in my house. It was COVID. I don't know. I didn't recognize the kid. Everyone I don't think was, this is so bad. Everyone thought I was a big dummy, though. Like, I didn't know who they were. I guess it was embarrassing. I didn't even, like, I didn't ask their names. I didn't know their names. Like, the kid thought I was a moron. Like, yeah, I'm like, best friend. Like, cut to a week from now, you'll be eating his pizza crust. I would, yeah, I would eat anybody's pizza crust, though. (laughs) But I don't think he'd been there. You know, I don't know. It was a weird couple years. People didn't have people (laughs) over. Anyway, my wife's like, oh, yeah, you're you're a buffoon. You're, like, beyond the buffoon. Oh, sure. Um,. All right, so Nick comes into the bathroom, and producer Kelly wants to know, how did Nick and Jess pull off the scene in the toilet where Nick is giving Jess dating advice, and they seem legit fine with good friend chemistry but no romantic chemistry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, like, the message, not message, but, like, the clear edict of this episode was, like, no hint of romance between these two. Can't even imply whatever happened. I mean, I thought it was sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, they're friends now. I mean, it's also funny. They're both, like, trying to hook up with people and whatever, and they're not, like, mad about it, which I don't think every ex would be in that same boat. But they play it off as, like, all right, everyone's on the same team here. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice to see them. I wouldn't want them to be, like, frosty. Honestly, like, Schmidt and Cece are kind of already carrying the, like, grudge, and that's, like, well-founded because Schmidt, like, cheated on her. But... I'm, I wouldn't want both couples to still be in, like, this awkward, frosty friend no. weirdness. Is there a uh, bigger loser in the world than this idiot who doesn't decide between Zooey and Jessica <laughs> by the end of the episode? And also, like, shut it off, children. But, like, if he suggested, like, at least both come back to his place, like, they both say yes, right? Like, they continue this argument back at, at his place. I don't think so. I think uh, No, I'm not saying, like, I, I think, like, he could continue the argument. I don't think so. I don't think either of them would want to go. Move it to a second location. I don't agree. No? But you're right. An attempt at that would have been better than just running the clock out. Yeah, he he just, yeah, he like held the ball. There was no shot clock, and he held the ball from five minutes to zero. Like, it was the Fort Wayne Pistons in 1949. Also, what a terrible best man. Abdicated all duties. Yeah, did nothing all night except try and get with hairless Jessica Biel. Um, well, Kat goes home with his plan, her plan B, which is the pastor who's still hanging around. Yeah, what's the deal with this pastor? <laughs> Stupin. Stupin on the job. Pastors are not allowed to do that, right? Correct. Well, I don't know all the rules. I think yeah, we're I... supposed to understand that he's not. 
He's I guess lucky. none of them are really supposed to have sex before marriage, even if they're allowed to have sex. I, I think guess. we're supposed to believe he's the type who's not having sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they all go home together and alone together, and they heckle to save the dates. I love that Cece and Shavrang save the date or invitation is on the fridge. It's a great callback. I mean, I guess that was, what, last, last season two finale? What was it? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's a it's an amazing callback. There's so many on the fridge. There's I I love that like there's because this show has fallen into like the soap opera trap sometimes where it's like we need a huge twist ending at the end of even like a normal episode eight of the season, you know. And here it's like there's no big thing. It's just everyone's having fun. Like no, none of them, you know, none of them got with anybody at the at the wedding. It's not like people are coming home and they're pairing off or anything. It's just like we're just gonna have a good old time to end the episode. That's what I like about it. It's like. More of this, where where they're just you know, make cracking jokes and having a good time, and less of, you know, everyone's in a relationship, out of relationship, you know, jealous of the other person, with, in back in a relationship, it's awkward. This is more fun. This was pure sitcom. This was you know us last week talking about the Jar movie where we did just just to catch up, like mm -hmm. we're not moving the plot forward. We're not really talking about anything important. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they have room for this because they've yada yada a lot of the important stuff over the four month break. Yeah, no, appropriately. Yeah, they nailed it. All right, Keeve, who won the episode? You want to hear from producer Kelly and Matt Please, Stewart? Because this is a hard one. Yeah, Matt Stewart says, Jess, she may not have gone home with Ted, but she seemed to make great strides. Kelly says, Cat, she was so, so funny. Her competition with Jess was hilarious without being catty, no pun intended. She ended up with the priest and the sperm in her fridge, so she's good. If we got to go course six, she knows you well. Uh, she says, Schmidt, he drives the plot this episode, has a lot of great lines. Especially in the first scene, he turns down a four-way and Cece is single. That's a big win for him. Jess is just as funny as Schmidt this ep, but she sat on a toilet and had to get a pep talk on dating from her ex, so she is DQ'd. Yeah, I think uh, the answer is Schmidt. I think, yeah, he had a bunch of great lines, but ultimately, like, all he ever wanted was CeCe to be single again at the same time he's single, and that has happened. So to me, that's the headline for Schmidt. So he wins the app. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like no one really wins. It's like no, a game. Everyone gang was pretty win. even. Yeah. Everybody kind of wins. Like, none of the, They all fail. Right. Like, they it's all a little fail the objective. Where it's like, there's no hugging or learning at the end of this episode. They all lost. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, great episode, no win, or a group win. Does the priest win, bring home Jessica Peel? No. Okay. I think he's got he some moral yeah, he could get smoke. conundrums. Mm -hmm. All right, Keeve. Well, that's that. Very fun. I hope I hope the rest of the season four is, is like this. It was super fun. Um, Garner Minute? Uh, let's, can we do, what do we normally do first? The Banana Minute or the Garner Minute? I don't know. I'm already queued up for the Garner Minute. Can we do that? You're queued up for the Garner Minute? We like have the timer ready to go set at one minute. Okay. All right, Keith, you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. Okay, here we go. Red three, two, one. We are celebrating a holiday. Jay Garns has posted about National Dimples Day. She posted a picture of herself. She has like a bowl haircut, and uh, and she's got dimples. She also you said mean it's crazy. Posted a picture of herself as a kid. As a kid, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> crazy Teeth Day. Um, I love the thirstiness of the comments. Uh, we got Holly Pete in there today. Greg Grunberg, uh, Eon Sky, a lot of lot, and, and Viola Davis. I feel like she's always in there. A lot of blue checks. 
dropping in to see what Jennifer Garner's up to. Um, Jay Garns is, uh, first of all, like, I, I feel like she's posted less about herself and she's, like, just trying to go viral recently on Instagram. I don't know if you've been following. But she's making all these videos. They get zillions of views. She's really crushing it. What really one of the one of the Instagram goats, Jake? And you could tell like I've really been practicing for this and didn't just uh, didn't just um, think about this ten seconds. Ago. Oh, perfect. Timing. Saved by the Bell, Bayside Please. Tigers. All right. All right. More prep uh, for next Jake Barnes minute. We have three backed up banana minutes. All right. Well, Yosef is being a diva and refused to give us one. So. Well, he's given a lot over the last few months since we've mm -hmm. been on Yadis. Um Let's listen to what I think is a critical announcement. Okay. Let's see if we can get some clarity on something we've been trying to get clarity on. Hey, Yosef. Let's talk about what Banana's up to, but let's steer clear of the traps today. Why the traps are up? The traps are up? I haven't heard about Banana. Are you still friends with Banana? I haven't heard about him in a long time. Yes. You are? Yes, I'm. Because he's my brother. Well, that would make him my son, and I would know how many kids I have. And it's like four or five or something, so I, it's, it's not my It's six. I have six kids? <laughs> no, incorrect. Yes, you do. I'm not in your family. Sorry, I'm here to visit it. All right, Good goodbye. Time. Bye. But I'm not paying for stuff anymore for you. Bye-bye. So to translate... Uh, Yosef says, well, no, wait, I'm not in your family anymore. So yeah, is that why family. there's been the discrepancy about how many kids I, you have? I think so. It's fluid. It's a fluid situation. He's in um, Banana's family. I don't know. Here's one more burn laid on you by Yosef. Hey, Yos. Hey. I, I got a question for you. What? I heard you talking about your muscles. You have big muscles? No, we're not doing this. That's all your banana minute. Yeah, this is the banana minute. The banana minute is, you know. You were talking about your muscles. Well, what do you want to say about your muscles? No. Oh, is, about banana. Yeah, but what do you say about my six-pack? You have none. You, you have a six-pack? You have, you have a one-pack. I have a one-pack? You were talking about your abs before. What? Oh, boy. All right, all right. He was, he was talking about his abs the whole time, and then he gets quiet when I ask the thing. I'm laughing hysterically at... You have a one pack. Like the burns have not improved <laughs> since I was a kid. When he starts telling you you have a keg, that's the key. Yeah, he doesn't know what that is yet, but soon. But he's yeah, like him and Adira, my kids argue over who has like who has more abs always. It's ridiculous. Like I got Mike the situation in this house. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Good to hear from Yosef again. Good to hear mm -hmm. from you, Kiev. Yep. Um, we're back. If you want to ask any questions about upcoming episodes or season four, you could do so at the pinned link in my Twitter, pinned, pinned tweet uh, at Lash Tweets. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You could check out Renap, 32 Fans, 32 Fans Patreon, the Challenge Rehap Up on rabbitswebsite.com slash challenge feed. A lot of good opportunities to hear us, or you could come back and continue to hear us here. Uh, Keeve, next week. Uh, we'll be joined by the great Missy, season yes. four, episode two. What's it called? Called Dice. I don't know. I guess here's here's my guess. They roll the dice for every decision they make next week. Well, think about this. Missy's coming on purpose. 
Mm -hmm. Does that help you at all? Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be like, uh, you know, the least appropriate episode of the series. But I don't know in what way. Nope, nope. I don't know. We'll see. Does she love dice? (laughs) We'll find out next week, Eve. We're on a roll. Get it? We'll see you tomorrow night. (laughs) Bye. My pet and my dog, my pet and my dog, my pet and my dog.